On this episode, Jeff and I sit down and talk about Kelly's Bar, a mom and pop up in Syracuse, New York, that just announced after 37 years of business, it's closing its doors due to COVID. Kelly's has a really interesting backstory from when they first opened in 1983, when its original owner, John Kelly, and his former boss, Ron, who he kept in very close contacts with, came up with, uh, in my opinion, a genius entrepreneur-like way to open the restaurant back in 1983. And then we end up ending the podcast on a little bit of a lighter note and uh, found out something that I've been conflicted about for many years, which is whether or not I'm a taco guy or a wing guy. Hope you guys enjoy. Clear the airwaves. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. Boosaka. Thanks for being in the Real Guy studio today. Dude, you know I'm always ready for this. Dude. The, um, I don't know, we got to do like, we always do at least one a week together. You know what I mean? Like, I'll at get, least, yeah. I'll, I'll get a solo in, I'll get guests in, but like, I try to like get at least one episode where it's just you and I every week and we can talk about shit. Like, um, like the emails from last week, we did that mom and pop story. Yeah. And I didn't get an email, which I was kind of surprised because usually I get the emails. Yeah. But, um, you were telling me you got a good email from one of the listeners. So it wasn't an email. So, you know, as we always talk about, you know, I always tell people the easiest way to get a hold of me is DM on Instagram. And uh, Matt Jasek, and Matt, I hope I'm not butchering your last name. He reached out to me a few days ago, and he sent me an article about a mom and pop that's closing after 37 years due to COVID hmm. up there in Syracuse, New York. Syracuse, New York. Yeah, of all places, called how, Kelly's Bar. How did we get a real guy, <laughs> like, dude... From Syracuse, New York. Like he's not living. Now, I don't know is if he he's there now. I don't know if he lives there. You know, Peter Miller's from like up by Syracuse. I knew he's from New York. Is that the area he's from? I think so. That's awesome. He's an upstater. Yeah, I knew he was from New York, but I I don't know if Matt's actually from New York. But this is where the this is where this place is okay. due to COVID. Okay, Syracuse, New York. Syracuse, New York. So, but I was doing my background, um, trying to find do some research on this place. And it's a pretty cool backstory about this. I wanted to talk about this today. So um, John Kelly is the one who opened Kelly's Bar, okay, back in like 1983, all right? So John Kelly, so the way that they talk about it in the article, it was opening day of Kelly's Bar, 1983. Big grand opening. Big grand opening, all right? Anybody's going to be nervous. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, They did a lot of things to prepare for this opening. One of the things that I, I thought this was kind of funny is he said that they went to one of the local hospitals and they went, one of the, they went around the parking lot and they put 50 cent off coupons, not 50%, right. 50 cent off coupons, 50 which, cent. which I thought was actually pretty funny because like back then, I'm sure like it was probably a huge deal to get 50 cents off. Dude, you have no clue about the relevance of 50 cents. It's hard for me to, where I've grown up. Well, dude, this is Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and in the 80s, right, this place was built on 50-cent drafts. Really? Really. Elaborate. So, well, I'll give you a perfect example. One of the first bars that I ever drank at, at the ripe old age of about 15, from 15 <laughs> to like 17, we drank at this one bar right here on South Federal Highway called Barnacle Bill's. 
you've mentioned it. Yeah. That was where you, if you fell out of your, off your bar stool, you rolled into 90, into US one, right? Yeah. There, and there was lots of places <laughs> like that. Like a couple, a couple doors down, there's a big pool hall called the Riptide that was basically right on the sidewalk of Federal Highway. But that's where the hookers and stuff were. That's where you could get a bag of weed. Everything was right on South Federal Highway. It was pretty, let's call it colorful. But 50 cent drafts, okay? You could go there anytime. It wasn't like a special or anything. And you could walk in there and get a 50 cent draft. And there was many places on the beach here in Fort Lauderdale where 50 cent drafts were like a staple. You know, candy store, the button, friggin' uh, What was the button? The button was... Um, basically a rock and roll type band, but it was on the beach. It was a real popular place. Um, Ocean Mist Lounge, which was what it was called originally, and then it was called Summers. But That sounds familiar. Shooters, um, bootleggers, all these different places um, that, were on, that were here. 50 Cent Drafts was like a staple, okay? That's and, awesome. And people have no clue the relevance of 50 Cent Drafts. Wow. I'm not kidding you. And I'll tell you another story about the 50 cent draft thing is um, I kind of forgot about the 50 cent draft whole thing. And I moved up to Boston to get in the dry cleaning business. Was nice. I lived in Boston. I lived right in the North End there. So anyway, I started going to the pubs and stuff in Boston. And, you know, I was getting used to spending 3 and $4 for a Heineken or whatever I was drinking. It was expensive for me even back then. That was kind of expensive. Uh, Boston's not a cheap place. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, you work in Boston. You make Boston money. You pay Boston prices. It's part of being in Boston. And that's what I mean. I got so far disconnected from the 50-cent draft thing. So I'm working up in Boston for a couple of years. And my sister is uh, up in Morgantown, West Virginia, going to school there. She's a mountaineer, a mountaineer right? A mountaineer. That's right. <laughs> and... um I don't know. She's getting where she's probably getting close to being a senior or whatever. And uh, I decided I'm going to take a few days off, roll down to Morgantown to hang out with my sister for a couple of nights. So I meet her at one of these bomb and pop local bars in Morgantown. And she's got a half a dozen friends with her. And I brought a friend with me and I bought everybody a round of drinks. Right. So the lady brings over the bill and it's like six dollars and 50 cents. And this is for like six or seven people. Right. <laughs> So I kind of, you know, and then some of them got shots, some of them got beers when it was all different, you know, and I'm looking at the bill and I hand it back to the lady and I'm like, I think, I think you got the bill wrong. I don't think you put some stuff on there or whatever. And she looked at it and she looked at me and she goes, no, you're, you're good. And she walked away. So I told my sister, I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but I only got charged $6.50 for all these drinks. And she's like, yeah, thanks. And like, didn't really think anything of it. She's and, not seeing the issue like you are. Right. I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm ripping these people off. So anyway, um, the drinks were freaking dirt cheap. They're 50, 75 cents a dollar. Yeah, if that. Right. And um, so I realized that, you know, dude, that's what the drinks cost. So I look around the bar. I don't know. There was probably 60 or 70 people in the joint. And I says, <laughs> I told the bartender, I said, buy around for everybody. In the whole bar. Yeah, because I thought about the old days in the 50 cent drafts. And, you know, it, it sparked an emotion. It, spark, it, it reignited it, that flame. Right. And I got a little bit fired up and I brought everybody a friggin' drink in the bar. And I spent it was like, nostalgic for you. I, I spent like a whopping 60 bucks. I was going to say, like, so how much did that bill even come out to being? Like 40 bucks? Right. <laughs> so, you know, that whole 50 cent draft thing, yeah, it just friggin' hits home with me. Anyway, that's awesome. I didn't mean to get off topic, but well, we, no, you did, but that's all right because that's a staple of our podcast. I love it when we do this. Fifty cents is fifty cents. Fifty cents is fifty cents. So that was one of the things that they did. So anyway, so 
John Kelly um, was still very close with his old boss, Ron. Okay. Right. I don't know exactly what he used to do for Ron, but that was his old boss. He stayed tight with him. Okay. okay? So the day of the grand opening, um, Ron was attending his own father's funeral. Oh, Jesus. Okay. And so he goes over to Kelly's bar, you know, just to kind of help um, John Kelly set everything up. And John's all nervous and everything. And, and so Ron has an idea. Ron runs back to the church where they just had his father's funeral. Okay. Right. They got all these bouquets of flowers that people sent. You know, they have those little cards that people write like, you know, nice heartfelt messages. Sure. John brings all these big, beautiful bouquets of flowers and they start setting them up around Kelly's bar. Okay. <laughs> That's true entrepreneurship. That's true entrepreneurship if I ever seen it. So they take all of the the cards that were attached, okay, that said like sorry for your loss and all that stuff. And they write their own cards and they start writing messages like good luck on your grand opening and they sign it Ronald Reagan. <laughs> they take another one and they say, "Oh, you know, hey, great good luck tonight. Looking forward to coming in soon." Paul Newman <laughs> they start signing all of these big bouquets of flowers <laughs> from like all the big celebrities that they can think of off the top of their heads. Okay. Right, right. And you got to remember it's 1983, you know, nobody really questions that kind of stuff. Well, they're not putting it up on social media. They're right? not putting it up on social <laughs> media. So people are coming in. Okay. And they are absolutely floored because they, and they're looking at these going, did you see this freaking Ron Reagan? Do they know it's a joke? Or they buying no, in? they're buying in. So, and they're, they said that the whole night they're watching everybody's reactions to this, and it was awesome. So, on the first night, the grand opening, they sell 175 dinners on the opening night. Nice. That's not bad, dude. That's not bad at all. Everybody in there has had a great time, starts telling their friends and their families. Long story short, the rest is history. Okay. Kelly's becomes a staple of the community. Right. Okay. Um, very involved with the community too. Um, every year they used to actually have the, uh, the St. Patrick's day parade and they would sell their, uh, their corned beef and cabbage. That was what they were known for. So I guess the Kelly's were Irish. Yes. Timmy O'Connor would love them. Like, like Kelly, I think like O'Connor, O'Connor and Kelly are like, might be the two most common. Oh, Irish and then don't forget, don't forget about O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Yeah. Flanagan. Flanagan. Yep. Bunch of mix. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> So anyways, so yeah, so they were very involved in the community and um, I was reading about them and they used to compare themselves to Cheers. Really? You know what I mean? They were saying about how they were the kind of place where like, you know, you'd walk in, they knew your name, they knew what you were drinking, you know, when you were coming in. How did the Cheers song go? Wasn't it like the song like... I for, So I, I like, I watched Happy Days, but I never watched Cheers. But Cheers had a song that sang I know. About, about the bar and everybody... I gotta think. We that, could YouTube it. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure out. The we'll song. figure out the anyway, song. The song. Maybe we could have that as the intro to this. Um, I wonder if Kelly's had their own song. Well, they are saying of how they actually had like a norm and everybody. You know, you walk. It was the atmosphere was very similar to that of Cheers. I got it. I got you it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, they actually had said that they personally thought that they were a little bit better than Cheers because they would say that your drink was ready for you before you even sat down. Real customer service. That's real customer service right there. And plus, Cheers was, you know, Hollywood set. As you would well, say. Well, I don't know if it was a Hollywood set, but it was a... I don't actually, know if it was a... They, I, I think they, they shot that in Boston. I think they actually filmed it in an actual bar. I don't know if it was a set or not. Was that, that was the one with Ted Dancin, right? Was Cheers? Dude, they had oh, all yeah, the, you're, yeah, you're not good with names Woody, like Woody that. Woody was a bartender. 
no, no, I'm talking about the actors. Was Ted Dan? Was that the show with Ted Danson? Dude, I gotta go by the character names because oh I don't know gosh. their friggin' I don't know their real names. Woody was the bartender. Wasn't there a Norm? Norm, right? There was Norm. Then there was a big fat dude named. Uh... Yes, Ted Danson was in it. Anyway. And Ray Perlman, yeah, all these people. So anyway, Kelly's in Syracuse was like Cheers. Yeah, they could they compared themselves to that. Okay, and so um, you know, due to COVID. They couldn't serve the people in-house anymore, so they were doing to-go's. COVID takes another victim. COVID takes another victim, and they were really struggling with doing the to-go's. So John Kelly is now like 65 years old. Right. And he basically said, he goes, look, I'm 65. He goes, you know, I, I'm in no position to be working, you know, like 12-hour shifts just to get by out here. And I understood that. You know, at that age, it's hard. So it actually, unfortunately, it made more sense for them to actually close shop and you know, he was, uh, he was saying of how, you know, they announced it over Facebook that after 37 years that they are closing. Mm-hmm. And he said that they were overwhelmed by the amount of love and heartfelt messages that they got. He even said that he went over and checked the mailbox at the bar and there was a two inch thick stack of handwritten letters from people of the community that were regulars you know, talking about, you know, how much they appreciated <clears throat> everything over the years. Ah, dude. That's, that's when it hits hard. Right. Because that's, that's when you know that you made an impact on, on people's lives. When they're actually, because, I mean, dude, think about it. Who does handwritten letters anymore? Bill Dance. Bill Dance. <laughs> okay. Like, but my point is like, well, that's Bill Dance, you know, but like, you never hear about stuff like that anymore. The right. fact that somebody took the time to write those letters and talk about how much of an impact that that place had on them right, and right. the great memories that they had over the years. Right. Isn't that – I'm trying to remember what happened at the end of Cheers. Isn't that like the bar – didn't the bar close down? I don't know. Is that how it ended? I don't know. That would be freaking ironic. That would be – I almost want to say that was what happened. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like somebody told me that. That would be ironic. Huh. I wonder if Syracuse has the same issues that we're having – here in uh, Florida with just like crazy growth rate and stuff. Now it's not going to because I've heard uh, – because New York was one of the hottest spots for COVID. And a lot of those Yankees are trying to move down here now. Yeah, but maybe those uh, – some of the people that were lived in the city now want to move out to the suburbs or like away from the city. And I have no clue about Syracuse. I haven't – I don't thought, know anything about Syracuse. I went to Syracuse one time to play football when you gone went to Syracuse. And we were in and out of there in a night. Yeah. And did, I, you even, did you even spend a night? Uh, yeah, we went. Yeah, we went and spent the night, and then played, and then came right right home. So I didn't really get a chance, you know, you know anything about Syracuse. I hear people talk about Syracuse, but I just wonder if Syracuse is one of those places where, well, like Fort Lauderdale, like things are getting more expensive. Your competitors like Applebee's and friggin' the Olive, Olive Gardens Garden. and the friggin' you know, in it's you know, these inflationary rents and insurances. I wonder if that's happening in Syracuse like it's happening here in Florida. I wouldn't be surprised. As we're trying to absorb 300,000 people, people every year. year. Like we said, we get a new Orlando every year. Right. And that's My mom's what, moving to Orlando. Right. You would think, you would, you, would, you would like to hope that like getting that growth rate, rate would help the mom and pop. But, it, but it's not. No, it's not. 
And to be honest, I almost feel like in a sense, it's kind of doing the exact opposites. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I, th I know for sure that's happening here in Fort Lauderdale yeah. and a lot of these coastal communities. And the reason I bring up the coastal communities is because these rents, we're seeing rents in coastal communities that have never been warranted before. Well, it's like we talked about in the last podcast. I mean, for the, for the average business owner nowadays, it's expensive just to stay in business. You're lucky if you even have 100K to walk away with. You know, you were talking about like at salons. Well, that's like your dog Kel Kelly's there. He's like, "What am I going to do? I'm going to stay open." And again, and he's sixty five years old, dude. Right. It's like just to make just, few, to, just make to make ends a, meet. Yeah, that's horseshit. Yeah, I don't like. I said I don't blame him for having to do it, but again, it sucks at what's happening because the government is not stepping in, trying to actually help these mom and pops out, which I believe, which we believe that they should be. I believe. I mean, it's common sense, but Jesus. Not a lot of common sense goes along with the government. No, that's like an oxymoron. Right. The government and common sense very rarely belong in the same sentence, as we've learned. Well, I mean, it's a little repetitive. It's a little redundant. But it's to drive home the message that people, if you love your mom and pop restaurant, you need to make sure that you support the mom and pop restaurant. Now and more than ever. Now more than ever. I don't know if you're going to be able to support them and today's craziness with the government telling everybody what to do. You only can do what you can do. But as soon as this shit's over, if you do have a place like that, you better make sure that they're making a little bit more money than freaking just making ends meet. Yeah. If you want to see them stay open. Otherwise get your freaking olive garden menus ready. Get your Applebee's menus ready. When you go out for like your local wings, plan on going to like a Hooters or something like that. Dude, I, I went to Hooters and the and the wings I personally thought were disgusting. But then I get it that not nobody really goes there for the wings, I guess. But I actually was excited because you know how much I love my wings. Like I'm always promoting wings plus. Wing wings are kind of like drinking beer. Dude, speaking of wings, okay, while we're on this. <laughs> Do you want to know why wings are kind of like drinking okay, beer? Okay, yes. Say that and then I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> no, wings are kind of like drinking beer because you develop a taste for your wing. Just like you develop a taste for your beer. Your beer, yeah. And then when you switch, you know, it's harsh on you. Yeah, like what, what would you say is your beer of choice? I drink Nickelodeon Ultras, but that's because I don't want to get too fat. Yeah. Bill Demler loves the Ice House. He's the only person I know that that's his beer. But the the significance of me drinking the Nickelodeon Ultras and not getting fat is I've been doing it for a long time. So now I've acquired the taste for Nickelodeon Ultra. The nice thing about that is when I have something that's got some more flavor, you know, it's got some little fucking body to it, I appreciate it a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it tastes a little bit better because I was drinking that watered-down Michelob Ultra. But a lot like wing, <laughs> you develop a taste for your wing. So there's people out there, many people out there, that have developed a taste for Hooters wings. Yeah, I believe that. So they go into Hooters not because of the wing. But because they keep going into Hooters, they develop a taste. They for develop it. That makes sense, though. That's my own thing. I like that. My theory. I, and I'm telling you, I like your 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 um your body language right now. You're very proud of that too. Well, We're see, all proud of you, man. You can see when I'm comfortable. I can tell you look very comfortable in that chair. I got to tell you. So listen to this. So speaking of wings, and and things that taste good. So listen to this. So um. For everybody that follows me on Instagram, so I, I posted in my Insta story a few days ago um, a poll. So my stepmom sent me this picture, okay? 
and it said, if you had the choice, would you rather have, and hear me out first, free tacos for life mm-hmm. or free wings for life? And I couldn't, and to this day, I still can't figure it out which one, because I love my wings if they're from Wings Plus, but if them tacos are from Carlos and Pepe's, they're pretty good too. Well, the chances of the wings or the tacos coming from either one of those two places are slim to none. Are slim to none. Are slim to none. So let me tell you about because um, about some of the feedback that I got. Just, I would, I mean, being an American and everything, you know, and growing up here in the United States or whatever, I'd fall back on the wing. I'd leave the taco for somebody else. So here's the thing. So the tacos actually. So here, the final score was sixty forty. Tacos won. Tacos won. Tacos won sixty forty. How many people? I had close to fifty people that voted. Wow. Okay. So um, one of the now one of the girls, uh, Dana, who's actually an avid listener in an network, she 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 responded to it and she had an interesting comment where she had said. I feel I can make great tacos at home. She said, but, and I, I, I do see where she's coming from too. It's, I feel like it's harder to make a damn good wing at home. I feel like it's easier to make a good taco at home. Right. So she was, I'd rather have the wings because I can make my own tacos at home. And I get that. And I thought about that for a little bit. And I'm like, that is a good point, but I'm still really conflicted on this. You shouldn't be. So you're you're saying wings hundred percent, dude. I'm a wings guy. I am too, but I still love my tacos, and that's why it's no, like no, no, no. But there's lots of people that identify themselves as a wings guy, not as a wing guy. Oh, right. A wing man. A wing. Right. They're a wings guy. <laughs> I mean, like, a week's not no, going. Do you know what I? You know, I think you, I think by, you missed that. I think you I missed got the, that. Wing all man. right. All right. Just Friggin'. making sure. Well, we're talking about Hooters and everything, so you know. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> But dude, wing, you know what I mean? That's it's it, it, it's different than taco. All right, people don't say oh, I'm a taco guy. Well, I think what they're doing is because they're both, I guess, comfort food, if yep. you want to say. Right, but but like I'm saying, is people don't identify themselves with a taco. Yeah, I've heard people identify themselves as steak guys. Right, right. Now there's one steak meat, or chicken, a meat and potato, meat and potatoes. You know, yeah, kind, you know, but no, no taco. It doesn't fall. It's a wing. I go with the wing. I'm still conflicted on this. Oh, dude, you're making it way too hard. I know. Well, but again, it's like from Wings Plus. I mean, those, I mean, you know, that's my place. Those are my wings. And whoever that was had a valid point. Personally, I think we can make some damn good tacos. I love when I make my tacos. Right, right in the kitchen. Yeah, the it's kid, fun. She likes to make the guacamole. It's fun, and you know they can compare and you know make something spicier or less or whatever. You don't do that with a wing. No. Either, either you know how to cook a wing. And most people don't. Right. It's hard. Yeah. So I do And most agree. people don't have a deep fryer neither. No. <sighs> so I still need to do some thinking, but. You're overthinking it. I'm overthinking You're it. You're a wing yes. guy. You're a wing guy. The pop, the, our audience <laughs> knows that you're a wing guy. I mean, it's true. How many times have I talked about Wings Plus? Exactly my point. <laughs> you identify with it. It's all American. You're a wing guy. I might have to say wings, right? But don't get me wrong; I love my tacos, though. Are you are you a swivel guy, dude? I've I've actually never used a swivel. 
Okay. I'm not proud of that. I'm not ashamed of that. I just, I've never had really a reason well, to use Well, you really it. shouldn't be proud of being a swivel guy. Now, you can use being a swivel guy as like a part of your evolution in your fishing career. Like I remember when I was a swivel guy or that kind of thing. Well, offshore, you know, if you're doing it, it's, it's necessary. But I remember. But you- even, even, you know, the whole swivel guy, the offshore thing, it doesn't correlate. But anyway. Very similar. 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 Look right. at that. You're, but yeah, here that's similar. Isn't that Hispanic? Right. That, that's just like, yeah. You but, sound like you're becoming a taco guy now. Well, there's no such thing as a taco guy. <laughs> you just invented it. No, you just again refer to it. Anyway. <laughs> this, is a, this is a very good podcast. Well, I'm glad you brought up the Kelly's thing. I, uh, dude, the whole mom and pop thing is such a friggin', it's such a friggin' mind blank. It is, and it's because, like, because again, you and I are very big. Dude, you should congratulate me for not cursing. I, I, I was about to say to you, there's another way of saying that, but and have you have have you not noticed on like the last thirty episodes, I've cut the cursing back by probably eighty percent. Dude, the only pot there, the one podcast where we were letting them fly left and right was when we drank in protest, and I'm not sure if that was the alcohol talking. It was, it was alcohol. Dude, that was that- the first time I had a drink. In years. Well, we're all proud of you. Well, no, that's not what I was saying. I mean, I wasn't looking for approbation, but. Do we like you know. being proud of you, Busaga? I like when you guys are proud of me, too. And you guys can't see Busaga right now, but he got a fresh haircut and he looks pretty spiffy. His... I appreciate that. That was compliments to my dog Alejandro down there at Figaro's Barbershop. His grill's nice and tight right now. My what? Your grill. Your beard my, thank you. He took care of the beard. Dude. And we're all proud about, of you. I appreciate that. No, but actually, it's funny you brought up Alejandro because. I, he was you, all fired up. I didn't bring him up. You brought him up. Well, you said about my haircut. So then, yes. Yeah, so we, anyways. So <laughs> we, um, I, I would see him today and I, I told him, I said, hey, I gave you a shout out. And he was all fired up when I let him listen to me. Was, I, mean, I couldn't see his smile because he had the mask on, but I imagine it was pretty big. But he was all fired up and he goes, hey, listen. He goes, um, so they just opened up another Figaro's down the street. He goes and Figaro's is the barbershop. Is the barbershop. Yeah. So he was like, make sure if you ever bring it up, he was like, you know, let them know, ask you know to come to the right one. Will you invite Alejandro on the podcast? That'd be a good. You know, I thought about that today. He's a That'd regular. Be cool. He's a regular Joe, mom and pop type place. He's working. Well, at. now it's becoming a chain, which kind of sucks. It can be, but a he ch- could still come in. But it can be a chain if it's the same original owner and stuff. Yeah. Or maybe the owner got a couple partners. There's no no problem with you know growing and being yeah. a bigger company than just one. I think he'd be good to have on in here. Would you mind if I invite him? I just asked you to invite him. I'm All right, I'm going to invite him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for great. listening to the Real Guy Podcast. Don't worry, Usako will get you know straight here sooner or later. I'll be it straight after I have something to eat. Yeah, now here's it. the question: Wings or tacos tonight to eat? Let's do wings. Let's go wings plus. Let's do it. Thanks for tuning in. Run that dog. Run that dog.